Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Well, welcome to our new summer series entitled The Church is Not Closed, It's Been Deployed. The church is not closed. You might have seen pictures of church buildings empty around our community, around our country. But the church is not closed. The church has been sent out and is busier than ever. All around the UK, loads of people doing lots of incredible activities in serving the needs of the local church community. And it's no different here in Romsey. Uh, we've been so pleased, the work of the food bank, Romsey Food Bank, in partnership with the other churches in the town and the work of Christians Against Poverty and other projects like the, the Baptist Church doing their lunch programme and working in partnership with Romsey School. There's so many good things going on in the local area. But not just in Romsey, all around the UK, there are some great things taking place and churches are active and they're engaged. And so we thought this summer, it would be great for you to hear from some different people to hear from other communities and other churches and what they are up to because God is at work and it's really exciting to see. So over the summer, we've invited some of our friends to say, would you come and share with Freedom Church what you've been up to in that last few weeks and months of lockdown? And we've been inundated people who want to come and share their stories of activities in their churches and in their local communities. And so first up this week, we have a friend of mine called Mike Andrea. Mike Andrea is um, a great family. We go back probably 15, 20 years, I guess. Uh, Mike is married to Stella. He's got a couple of children and a dog called Cookie. Uh, he lives in Thanet uh, in um, Kent and he leads a church called Global Generation Church, but it's known to all its friends and family as Glow Gen. And uh, all of the time that Mike has been leading the church, they've always done big, exciting projects and including you may have seen at the Wildfast Festival. Uh, Mike is responsible for leading the Wildfast Festival and that's been something that's got off the ground from scratch a couple of years ago thanks to Mike's leadership. The church is really involved in the community back in Thanet. They provide all the youth services for the local county. Uh, they provide summer events and activities and they're helpful in getting young people back into the workplace. And not only all those things that Mike does, he's also the leader, the team leader for 24-7 prayer. Just almost a year ago, he took over the leadership of 24-7 from Pete Gregg, the founder, who's still involved with the project, and Mike now leads 24-7. 24-7 is a network of praying communities and churches, which we as Freedom Church are starting to connect with more and more, and starting to explore, could we be part of the 24-7 prayer network. Mike leads that organisation, that network, and we're really pleased he's able to be with us today. Uh, I also want to tell you as well, Mike, he's he's got a medal. He actually won last year, won one, or he gained the British Empire Medal for his services to the community, to the work of the local church. And so impressed were they with his innovation and his community transformation projects. And so I want to really recommend Mike to you. Listen in, you're going to be really blessed by what he's bringing. Mike loves the gospel. He loves seeing people saved. He loves great food and community and friendship. And today he's going to talk to us on going back to the beginning. It's so important to remember that the very foundation of of who we are and what we do and why we're part of this movement is prayer. 
that without prayer, nothing changes. With every good thing that God does, it is preceded by prayer. And then when we pray, when we seek his face, whether it's in a prayer room, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's on the street corner, that prayer evolves into a purpose of mission or justice. It influences in action the things of the kingdom in the world around us. And we will never veer away from prayer. We will always be a praying movement or a movement that prays wherever it goes. Jesus gives us the reason why we're still here. He tells us to go and make disciples of all nations, to do this out of an embedded prayer life that goes. And we have this great responsibility that has a sense of urgency to go in the name of Jesus, to share the name of Jesus and to live the ways of Jesus. So yeah, the vision is still Jesus. Hello everyone at Freedom Church today. It's such a privilege to be able to be with you. And I'm devastated that I cannot be with you in person. I'm a people person. I like to be amongst the crowd that we're journeying with. And as as you are becoming part of 24-7 prayer, even more so, want to be around you guys. As Sima shared some of the phenomenal things that you have been doing as a church during this season. And I think we're like 19 weeks in. And we are on the way through. I chuckle when I talk to my post-World War II members of the church, there's still a few around, where they have this cheeky grin of like, hey, we've been here before and we will come through this and the world will set itself right again. But of course, we don't want it to be set right in the same way. I have a deep prayer that the Lord would bring revival out of the ruin. And I'm really mindful of Psalm 46 out of the Passion Translation, where it does say that God is the God of ruin and revival. Around the world, 24-7 prayer communities and 24-7 prayer as a resource to literally millions of people has been accessed more than I could ever imagine. When we shut the office doors and we began to work from home, little did we know that this would be a Kairos moment for us as a movement. Hundreds of thousands of people around the world accessing online resources. Lexio being downloaded over 125,000 times, used by 50,000 people every day. The 24-7 website accessed, I think it's five times more than it would normally. Prayer rooms are into their thousands already this year. Just phenomenal leaning into prayer when people don't know what to do in times like this. The call to prayer through Unite 714, our friends in America, where People are encouraged to pray at 7.14 in the morning and 7.14 in the evening, 2 Chronicles 7.14. And how we've just quietly come alongside them to serve them, to translate the resources. And then this resource now being released and prayed by millions of people every day. This is a story that you are part of. Exploring how communities are engaging and how different it is across the world. So proud of the guys in Mannenberg, where in the townships they've invited drug addicts, prostitutes to come live with them during lockdown and that they would journey them through their personal crisis in international crisis to be the kingdom present within their homes. And yet equally so mindful of the work that we're doing with Aaron White in Canada, working on the streets with the homeless, with the destitute, with the addicts in the face of COVID. And yet flipping it around to churches like mine and yours where 
We kind of live in the middle-class suburbia, touching the poor, reaching the marginalised, and yet at the same time having people suddenly thrown into being shielded, families homeschooling, and our neighbours and neighbourhoods kind of in a state of turmoil, not knowing how to cope, and being able to be that neighbour that knows their name and loves them and prays for them and reaches out to them. Every fibre of our response being of the highest value as 24-7 prayer. Festivals have stopped, yet somehow we've celebrated and worshipped online. Churches' doors have been closed, yet God is not closed. As I look around, I remind myself that yourselves included, we've been praying for an awakening of our day, a revival, a movement of renewal where the Lord is so evident and real that literally comes upon our nation. And yet every revival we would ever read about, you will always see that it's preceded with seasons of crisis, turmoil, lament and repentance. I was talking to Stella and I was saying like, I was writing out the um, amount of once in a lifetime events I've had to either manage or personally walk through in these last few months and across 24-7 prayer, glow, and our own life, we worked out, we've walked through 15 once-in-a-lifetime events in this time. But this unheard of, and how do you keep going? I'm wondering, how am I keeping going? Except for one simple thing, we keep going because God is our strength. I'm really mindful of um, this passage, Psalm 46, that many have taught on over these last few months, and I want to read it to you. And it says this, everyone look, come and see the breathtaking wonders of God, for he brings forth ruin and revival. He's the one who makes conflicts end throughout the earth. He's breaking and burning every weapon of war. Surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving and see that I am God. I am the God above all the nations. And I will be exalted throughout the whole earth. He stands, the commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. One of the most famous lines in the other versions says, be still and know that I am God. What do we do in these times? What is, what is it as not just a movement and network, but as a church, as an individual, do we do? We are called to be still and to know that God is God. And to be still is a call to intimacy. It's a call to private prayer. It's a call to be sat in the throne room with our Lord Jesus. We talk a lot about the kingdom of God being present right now, but the kingdom represents a king who invites us to come and sit with him. I'm so mindful of Brother Lawrence, a famous monastic hero for us, and he says this wonderful, wonderful line um, as, as in, his, in his latter days, and I want to read this to you. It says, let all your employment be to know God. The more you actually know him, the more you will desire to know him. Since knowledge is a measurement of love, the deeper and more intimate you are with him, the greater will be your love for him. And if our love for the Lord is great, then we will love him as much during grief as in joy. The Lord is within you. Seek him there. 
within and nowhere else. With so much information passing around, with so much news, with so, so many decisions to be made, so many desires and so many heartaches and disappointments that have occurred in such a small season, it's easy to find our calibration of life moved away from the proximity of knowing Jesus. But actually it's in this time that we need to come close and to allow ourselves to know that we are making home with the Lord. Ephesians talks about Christ will make his home in your hearts, Ephesians 3. These are the times where we need to know that he is at home in our hearts, not just in the context of salvation. Maybe you're watching today and you've never had that sense of Jesus at home in your heart. I'll explain what you can do to have that in your life in a moment. But as a church, as a movement, as a people of God, knowing that we make home, that we have home in the Lord, It's important to put that thought ahead of all the turmoil, all the ruin, all the uncertainty. Jeremiah 33, I think it is, no, 29, talks about the Lord having good plans for you. That he's already made a path that is good for you. Yet somehow we can find ourselves pulled away from believing the promises we find ourselves pulled away from being close and making home with Jesus, that our troubles, our crisis, our uncertainty becomes bigger than the foundation of hope himself. I find that happen with myself. I have to put myself in a pattern of behaviour to sit with the Lord intentionally each day as best as I can to put him first, not because God needs to be first, but by putting him first, I make everything else secondary. I put everything else in its rightful place beneath the feet of the Lord. A relationship is as strong as the time you invest into it. Our relationship with Jesus, a prayerful one at that, is as strong as the time that we put to it. I'm not saying pray hours and hours on a day. I wish I could. I wish I had that time. I, I envy those prayers. You know those people where you just they just ooze prayer. And I, I look at myself and I think, I oversee a beautiful global prayer movement, but I don't ooze prayer like they do. But what I do know, though, is I understand the proximity of Jesus for my life, that I am to orientate around his presence, even if I keep messing it up, coming back close again to lean into the Lord that's in the ruin and that is in revival. I do believe we are entering in a season of the Lord where we will see the most phenomenal supernaturals and signs and wonders that God making himself present amongst all people. But that still cannot substitute my personal positioning of wanting to be present before the Lord. It's easy to get caught up and rack up the hours on Netflix and scrolling through social media. At the beginning of June, I turned my social media off. I had this internal conflict of like, what if I, why am I doing that? You know, I use that place to encourage others. It's a place to know how to pray for others. It's also a place to download an awful lot of nonsense. But what I realised is that I was finding myself captivated by so much opinion of others that it was affecting my proximity with Jesus. I'd find myself reading my social media, then praying to the Lord of my thoughts going round what I had read. 
rather than opening up my Bible and letting my prayer life be formed out of Scripture. As much as I love my friends and I love those that are wiser than me and they're older than me and they've got more experience than me, but none of that will ever reach to the value of simply sitting with my Bible and sitting with my journal, sitting with my Jesus. There is no excuse to walk away from that, not even a pandemic. If anything, these are the times we need to know that the strength of the Lord in those things is present for us and that we are strengthened in him. He says this out of Ephesians. He goes, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your hearts will grow and into God's love and keep you strong. His glorious, unlimited resource, his inner strength, his spirit is connected with you and the Lord being at home with one another. So let's take some basics of making home. Psalm 46, take some time to be still and just know that God is God, that he is sovereign in the ruin and the revival. Just find a space bit of time every day where it's just you and Jesus. Open your Bible, switch off the social media interruption or the information that does not give life and read the book of life, the truth that sets you free. Scripture is a living download of God's nature that nurtures you. A lot of people have said to me how they've found in being fatigued and tired and in this monotonous cycle that actually the thing that's been pushed aside is their relationship with scripture. And that is what the enemy would love because it's taking away your supply line. Truth is God's supply for you. So read a psalm every day or a few proverbs and a bit of the New Testament. Just just delve in gently, but put food into your soul. Worship. Worship has the ability to dispel darkness. I'm reminded of when David played for Saul and the demons would flee. As he played, a presence was created. The proximity towards the Lord occurred because of the environment of worship. Put on your headphones, put on your worship and just sit with the Lord and begin to love on him. Because by default, he cannot help but love you more. The key is to flip the switch the other way. Because though we may feel like we're walking through times of ruin, revival is assured and promised also. Revival personally, revival in our communities, revival in our churches, in our nations and around the world. What will it look like? I don't know. But what I do know is that what comes with it is people turn towards the Lord, including the church. The heat is turned up. The fervency is greater. Our love grows stronger. Maybe you're listening this morning and you've never, ever invited Jesus to make home with you. Jesus is so kind that he doesn't force himself on anybody. But he awaits for an invitation. Scripture says he stands at the door of your heart 
and he knocks and he's like, can I come in and sit with you? Can I share the feast of life with you? Jesus died for every wrong we would ever do. And he resurrected in power to give a living hope for you, for me every day. And so maybe you want to invite Jesus to make home with you, to take that first step of many steps of God's love and God's favour and God's hope pouring lavishly over you and shaping your life to be exactly what it's meant to be, full of purpose and destiny. Just pray a simple prayer. Just invite Jesus to come and make home with you. Admit that you got some things wrong and he'll forgive you. Ask him to encourage the things that you do well, and he will. But he will make home with you. And if you do that, contact Freedom Church because they would love to help you journey. I'm going to pray for us as we finish today. Father, I thank you that you are the God that does not move position. I thank you you're also a God that does not have set rules and regulations, but a rhythm of invitation to sit close with you. I pray for all of us, Lord, that you would help us in this season to recalibrate our hearts and our minds and our physical beings to be in the proximity of your throne, to sit at your feet and be in your presence. Lord, I pray that you would just brush off all the residue of these past few months that have just weighed us down and you breathe new life. I just release new life in the name of Jesus over every person watching right now, Lord, that a new life of intimacy with you would surge and occur. Father, give us a conviction in our hearts of what to abandon and to lay down for a season and give us the strength to pick up the things that make us closer to you and to become more like you, that you would make home with us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, we love you as 24-7, as a team. We're excited of your journey with us and us with you. We believe that God is doing something beautiful with us as a movement, especially of our churches and houses of prayer. We count you as that. And I cannot wait to see you again soon. Bless you. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.